From Variety, I'm Michael Schneider. Emmy winner Julia Louis-Dreyfus knew how important it was for Veep to end with a bang and is so proud that they pulled off a memorable finale. But it was very important to us to stick this f***ing landing and then some. And I really feel this has been the job of a lifetime for me uh, thus far. And uh, I feel and felt very protective of it from the beginning, actually. And we've gone through lots of twists and turns. And so it was I was fiercely determined to get this sucker right on the way out. On this edition of the podcast, we talked to Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Tony Hale, both of whom are Emmy-nominated this year for their roles as President Selena Meyer and her bag boy, Gary Walsh, on Veep. Louis-Dreyfus chose an All in the Family episode, while Hale picked a famous Carol Burnett sketch. We talk about their inspirations and why it's so hard to say goodbye after seven seasons of Veep. It's another edition of My Favorite Episode. Thank you, DJ Omar Khan, for the theme song. It's my favorite episode. And this time out, we're talking to Veep stars Julie Louis-Dreyfus and Tony Hale. Louis-Dreyfus's favorite episode pick is Cousin Maud's Visit, the 12th episode of Season 2 from All in the Family, which first aired December 11, 1971. With a teleplay by Phil Mishkin, Michael Ross, and Bernie West, and a story by Mishkin, the episode was directed by John Rich. When the bunkers come down with the flu, Edith's cousin Maud, played by B. Arthur, comes to help, much to the chagrin of Archie, played, of course, by Carol O'Connor. The episode was the introduction of Maude, who appeared one more time before starring in her very own spinoff. You're in my chair, Maude. So? I want to sit in my chair. Oh? You're going to get out of my chair? No! If you don't get out of that chair, you know, I got a way to make you very, very upset. Archie, please! Stay out of this now, Edith! Come on, Mort, last chance. You're going to get out of there? Get lost. Oh. Well, I got the secret weapon that can lay this little lady right away. Here we go. This country was ruined by Franklin Delano Roosevelt. <laughs> You're fat. <laughs> Later this episode, we also discuss Hale's favorite TV episode, a 1969 Carol Burnett Show sketch starring Tim Conway as a rookie dentist and Harvey Korman as his unwitting patient. That dentist sketch is often included on lists of TV's all-time best moments. But first, as we sat down to record this episode, I asked Louis Dreyfus if she had any plans to do her own podcast. I'm going to start it after we finish this today. You should. What, what What would your podcast be? My podcast would be What Should My Podcast Be About? That would be the premise. Yeah. Anybody who comes on, we would talk about what the podcast oh, that, should be that's about. That's actually kind of a good idea. Like they make, they title it and they make the topic. Yeah. And then you just go with it. Yeah. 
That's that's pro- that's a great idea. It's kind of like Conan has his like I want to be your best friend podcast. Yes. That's you know definitely well, like that's already taken. Tuned into him and you know sort of neediness. So I love yeah. the idea of okay, just tell me what my podcast is this week, and then right. that's what You've, it's going to be. I'm tuning into my laziness. Yeah. <laughs> my, by the way, it's not going to happen because now it's on your podcast. Now yeah. it's already out there. Well, by the way, you can't began. take this. I just copyrighted it in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the phone with my attorney as we speak. For, for anyone listening, it's already been registered at the WGA. It is mm-hmm. set. Mm-hmm. So, so great to see both of you. Thank you. Because uh, the last time I saw the two of you on my TV screen, it was the saddest, most heartbreaking moment on television this year. Oh, <laughs> oh Gary. It was, it was sad all around. It was sad for us to do. It was sad for to us watch. to watch. Yeah. It was sad for us to remember we're at this moment. Mo- we're still mourning. Yeah. What was it like shooting that scene in particular? Because in some ways, the melancholy in that scene, I, mm-hmm. I imagine, was sort of what you were feeling as you were shooting your final scenes of the series. About the one by the stage? Yes. Yeah. Um, I think, it. well, we certainly had a lot to tap into because we've been joined at the hip now for uh, <laughs> eight years. Eight years. Pretty literally, yeah. Yes. And... Um, but you know, not only as as actors, but also as friends, and we've mm-hmm. sort of uh, gone through a lot together on the show. And so, saying goodbye to that was mm-hmm. kind of a gut punch. But the uh, the key, I think, for us was to keep that at bay, yeah, mm-hmm. and play the scene mm-hmm. and it, use it if we needed it a tad, but to be very careful because, for instance, you couldn't. No, know what was about to happen I'm, to I'm you. I'm not going to keep it together today. <laughs> uh, but there was a couple of takes where we didn't keep it together. Yes. Obviously, they didn't use because it was really hard to like, you know, that was, I want to say that was like the second to last day of shooting. Yes. And so we knew, we really knew it was coming to an end. And it was like, oh, it's hard, especially with lines like, I couldn't have done it without you. Oh, my God. Stuff like that. It's just like. You're oh, a lifesaver. That oh. was what killed me. Yeah. Stuff like that's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the, the whole, I mean, it, it was in, in character for Selena to throw Gary under the bus like that, uh, as she threw everyone under the bus, uh, ultimately. And, and, you know, that, that image of her sort of all alone in the Oval Office, well, she got what she wanted, you know, at, uh, you know, every expense, uh, at every cost necessary. Um, but then fast forward, of course, to the flash forward scene where Gary comes and pays his last respects. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everyone's sitting around, you know, saying Selena never visited him, but yet there he is still mm-hmm. paying his respects. I mean, that was, to me, the, the most heartbreaking mm-hmm. moment. And, you know, what did the two of you think of, of that as the final coda on the Gary-Selena relationship? I mean, I, um, I, it, it made perfect sense to me mm-hmm. because um, I think I mean, I've kind of – said this before but I, I really that moment where she sent him to jail that was really that was kind of a gift to Sarah to, to Sarah now I'm calling Gary Sarah <laughs> that was a gift to Gary because nothing was going to break this kind of obsession that he was in with her this addictive cycle and he her sending him to jail was the only thing that was going to break it and I, I my, but it, I would argue it, it didn't even break it but that's what I'm saying like I wonder yeah. if like the first when well, I wasn't saying that but like the for I think the first five years in jail he was probably like She's coming back. <laughs> She's going to come back. And then I think the last 15, he was like grappling with, oh, maybe 
Maybe I was in a dysfunctional cycle, you know. But but you didn't have enough. You Gary didn't have enough of a realization to throw away the Duvernay lipstick. That's true. Yeah, I mean there was he definitely ha- he the, hung on to it, you know. But right. he was pretty pissed. I think that was when yeah, he came. Yeah, well, understandably, he was pretty pissed. <laughs> yeah, I think he was pissed. However, too. I will say that I, it took tremendous restraint on Julia's part that um, last scene when she's at the desk, and oh, you know. It was a, because everybody, we were, there was probably 100 people on the opposite side of that wall watching the monitors. Try 250. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, or yeah. 200, yeah. yeah. And it was just like, you know, knowing that that's coming to the end and trying to keep it together and, oof, yeah. it was hard. Well, I, I ran into Dave Mandel actually at a, a HBO event recently, and we talked about how, you know, it is hard to end these shows. As as you all well know, it is difficult, mm. and it, I f- feel like you did it. I mean, oh, yeah. did, did you feel Well, what a gift good? also to have a, a real full circle moment that we had on that show, because the show started, if you remember, in the pilot when Mike says, what if Tom Hanks dies? <laughs> yes. And then the last show is Tom Hanks, Tom dies. Hanks dies. Like, what a cool fur- full circle And we circle have a callback, too, to uh, the level of incompetence. In yes, 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 yes. Um, <laughs> But it was very important to us to stick this fucking landing yeah. and then some. And because um, it's been, you know, uh, I really feel this has been the job of a lifetime for me uh, thus far. And uh, I feel and felt very protective of it from the beginning, actually. And... um We've gone through lots of twists and turns, and so it was. I f- was fiercely determined to get this sucker right yeah. on the way out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, sh- and just kind of what she, you know, you she she sewed her whole life just um, backstabbing and ego and trying to get ahead and all this kind of stuff. And that's not a nice thing to say about Julia. Like, honestly, <laughs> exactly. I mean, Julia really, people don't know that about me. Julia's, I'm a raging lunatic. Oh <laughs> Let's just get it sown. out now. But like she, Selena <laughs> reaped what she sowed. Like she, she reaped just sadness and yeah. isolation after all of that, all of the stuff she did. And in her she life. got what she thought, thought she wanted. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. My other favorite part of the the finale finale is like the hope, you know, Richard Splett eventually becomes president. So, you know, maybe yes. there's hope that eventually the light will return. Yeah, I think yeah. so. And I think that we left on a positive, mm-hmm. frankly, yeah. and that Selena Meyer's legacy is a dismal one and to be forgotten. And that's appropriate. And yeah. it was forgotten in the newscast. Correct. It immediately went away when that's Tom right. Hanks died. Yeah. That's exactly. Yeah. So that was that was. I was happy about that, and happy that there was a little in, in a show that so um, that deals in such vile behavior that we were able to tap into something positive. Yeah. It was a nice mm-hmm. t- little twisty. Yeah. Well, Julie, you mentioned how important this show has been to you. And, you know, because we, we cover a lot of the Emmys, uh, it, it is astounding the number of records that you've broken by playing Selena Meyer. Uh, you know, most Emmys of anyone ever playing the same character yeah. on a show. <laughs> Which, like, in this day and age, I don't know if that's ever going to be broken again. Just TV operates differently now. Uh, so there's that. There's uh, you know you're tied right now with Cloris Leachman for the most uh, you know Emmys won by a performer ever, uh, which you could potentially break this year. Uh, this has been I mean not only a game changer as a series but you know as 
as as an award-winning program. You've done quite well for yourself. I mean, yeah, I don't know what to say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know. As I was as I was saying that, I realized there was no question at the end of that, other than, "Hey, isn't that amazing?" It is amazing, but I mean, you know, truthfully, that's not the focus, and mm-hmm. it never has been. Yeah. So, I mean, it's fabulous, and I'm not knocking it in any way, but it's really about the, been about the the process, which yeah. has been um, pretty elevated. I got to say. So it's been a couple months now, obviously, since rap and since the show even ended. Uh, what's the communication like? Uh, do you all sort of, uh, you know, is there a group text? Is there sort of, do you, I imagine you probably see each other every once in a while at Emmy events or at podcast tapings like this. Uh, and this is, this whole awards situation is going to continue uh, throughout the year. So in some ways, you get a chance to have this nice, long goodbye. Yeah, we're sort of clinging to one mm-hmm. another. Uh, we uh, all g- do our grocery shopping together. Yes, exactly. <laughs> We actually live together, which probably no one knows. We all bought that. a house together. I greenlight that show right now. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> we'll, brother. We'll watch that show. <laughs> no, we're we're very. I'm. I, I think that's. I mean, it's such an honor to to be on that nomination list. I'm. I think we're just also really really excited just to hang out with each other. Totally, and have to a drink and laugh and hug a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, a lot of hugging. Yeah. A lot yeah. of hugging. Um, well, uh, check this out as a segue. Uh, one of the people who handed out one of your Emmys uh, in, in recent years was uh, a man you may have heard of, Mr. Norman Lear. Yes. Uh, you know, who is having talk about like a career renaissance right now. Yes. Uh, but uh, Julia and, and Tony, I both asked you to pick your favorite episodes of TV of all time. Mm-hmm. And Julia, you picked a classic from yes. All in the Family. Of yes. course, the episode where they introduced B. Arthur as Maud. Yes. So take me back to All in the Family and and that show and what it meant to you. Well, All in the Family uh, informed my life without my knowing it. Um, I was devoted to it as a kid. um, And I watched it religiously. um, And I adored it. But I think without realizing it... um, it informed me as a performer. Mm-hmm. And um, Carol O'Connor played the most horrific person that you adored. Mm. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I think I made a career of <laughs> 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 playing lovable yeah. assholes. <laughs> This is this is true. You know, the funny thing is, watching this last season of Veep, suddenly I was feeling like, you know, Selena Meyer wouldn't be so bad as an Archie Bunker, yeah, or just as as president. Oh, as president. Oh God. Well, I'm what, not sure that's the case. Well, maybe, but um, but that's interesting because I know one thing that Norman has always talked about through the years is he's always been torn by how people sort of, you know, they fell in love with Archie, and that it wasn't really his point. He he didn't want people to necessarily fall in love with him because then. But I don't think they fell in love with him for that reason i think they fell in love with him because they recognize well first of all the the man himself was unbelievably funny and they wrote extraordinary material the jokes in and of themselves were genius and the the content of the show was very very um important um but beyond that i would say that i think people fell in love with him because they because he was a very well-rounded character, and they understood his vulnerability underneath this uh, 
horrible uh, shell on the outside. Yeah. And um, so there was an... Uh, and they like to see him uh, put in his place, right. by the way, by his wife or Maude, yeah. for example. Um, and so it doesn't mean you have to... Loving the character is a complicated thing, and it doesn't necessarily go from point A to point B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when Sammy Davis Jr. kisses him on the cheek, something like that is, is you know, that th- those are pretty amazing moments. Mm-hmm. And you picked, of course, the Maude episode where, uh, you know, Maude was only on All in the Family twice, twice which yeah. is unfortunate because she was such a great foil for, well, for she Archie. she got a series out of she it. She did get a series out of it. So yeah. no complaining for B. Arthur. But nonetheless, no. those, those, the back and forth between her and Archie, classic. Yeah, a classic. I mean, it was two, it's like two comedy greats like I don't know I think of them as like these almost like lions in a scene together the the two of them were so powerful yeah yeah, yeah. very important yeah. what did you pick what did I pick yeah I picked um, wait don't tell me okay <laughs> Is it Carol Burnett? Yes. <laughs> oh, how'd, how'd you know? I know him really well. Yeah, I guess so. It was the uh, Dennis scene with Tim Conway, the episode that had when um, – <clears throat> sorry, I'm jumping your question. Oh, yeah, actually, you might have had more questions. For no, me, no, right? it's fine. We'll we, go back It's and not forth. very interesting what no, I we'll, just said. No, that's we'll, not true. We'll, that's, it's not that great. Go ahead. Very, it is very interesting, is but very we'll, interesting. so we'll get back to it. But, yeah, yeah, talk, talk about – It's the um, episode where Tim Conway is the dentist and Harvey Corman is the patient. And he starts numbing his own. <laughs> Tim Conway starts oh, numbing yeah. his own arm and his own leg, and he does it just—it's just—it's just like a snowball that just goes completely out of control. Yeah, you've shown it, it to me before. Yeah. It's so funny, and it makes me laugh so hard. And I think it was just—I—I <laughs> I had never seen. I mean, Tim Conway, God rest his soul. He just the the amount of physicality done so organically so believably mm. and he he didn't he wasn't winking at the audience he just would haphazardly just accidentally stab his leg with the with the shot and then all, <laughs> all of a sudden his leg just goes numb and then he's having to carry his other arm over and the best is and Julia knows this about me like I love I love just breaking yeah. I love like gag reels and Harvey Corman just couldn't stop laughing, and they kept all they that. They kept stuff, it in, you know, and, yeah. they, and it's like I feel like there's a lost art of showing these kind of breaks, you know, and so that just always made me laugh. Really yeah. Hard. In no. fact, Tony's rap gift to everybody was he put on a on a, a hard drive or a flash drive or whatever those goddamn things are called. <laughs> he put all the blooper reels from every, every season, season of Veep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So who's in it the most? Okay, this is a debate because <laughs> I'm always blamed for breaking, but do you want to own up to it or no? That it's me? Yes. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's 100%, Julie. I have seen I do, I do, I do g- I break a lot. I have seen these gag reels over and over and over and over. It might be a tie. I think we're tied, You're honey. You're tied, yes. Yeah. I think we're tied. But it is so joyful watch yeah, yeah we love it love so it so, so what makes both of you break what, what what is the point of no return for for both of you god there's this one moment uh on season one when julia is telling me to break up with her boyfriend for oh her god. and we're super close and she's having to whisper she's like i need because i'm the vice president and i need you to break up 
And it's like you can see my body is just trembling trying to keep my shit together. Yeah, and I and was then it's too. Just, and then it's just like a moment where it breaks and then we just hug each other and fall. It's just stuff like, I don't know, it's like the really small, there's another moment clearly the, I've watched the these small, over and over. It's the small stuff that is, is. the most, the small <laughs> intimate stuff, yeah. right? There's, it is. There's this one time when she's talking about Jonah and she says, God, he's just a horrible person. And I say, oh, he's just so unattractive. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like just cannot keep it together and just stuff like that just yeah. makes us laugh. Poor Tim yeah. Simons. Yeah, poor Tim Simons. Uh, did that ever make it in any, any times where maybe you were supposed to laugh anyway? So some, some breaking sort of became... No, ironically, when we had to do the scene in which we were laughing, uh, which is in season three oh, yeah. when she... In the bathroom and she becomes president and she tells... Gary and Gary gets a nosebleed and they're in the bathroom together and then we start becoming we become hysterical laughing the characters do that was completely fabricated and it was really hard to do remember how exhausted one of us weren't feeling well also like one of us was sick or something like that it was just it was tough but we also had to do it for like four hours or something yeah that that kind of crazy laughing hard to fake laughter yeah just comes natural Mm. um well, Julie, going back to All in the Family uh, and speaking of podcasts, it all comes together. It all, like, in one. Isn't it I, amazing <laughs> how I've orchestrated that? Oh, my God, Julia. Thank you. <laughs> but you, really? you, were, you were on an episode of, of Norman's podcast at, at one point. Yes. Um, so, so what is your sort of, you know, your, your memory of him and, and also just, you know, again, we kind of touch on it a little bit, but his impact on sitcoms and, mm-hmm. and comedy in general. And, and you know, uh, I assume you watched, you know, other Norman Lear shows as well. Uh, you know, did that? I, I think his impact is the biggest impact of, uh, on television, period, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. I don't think there's any, in comedy, there's never been uh, anyone who has done what he has done. And he has, his, um, work has, uh, I would say, become a part of the fabric of our culture without our knowing it. In the same way, I I think that All in the Family has sort of informed me in a lot of ways as a performer. I think his work has sort of informed uh, the the culture of our country. Yeah, yeah. And it is interesting to see him have this renaissance and, and people sort of go back to trying to create those kind of sitcoms. Because there was a period of time where the, those kind of shows sort of fell out of favor. You didn't see many shows that managed to balance topicality with laughs. Yes. Hmm. Right. Exactly. And don't forget all the work he's done politically that's yeah. been so important as well. So, I mean, he's, he's sort of um, – he's a, a, a force. Yeah. Yeah. At 97. Correct. And now they're doing those uh, live in front of a studio audience where they're recreating episodes that Jimmy Kimmel's also involved with. I know. Some... It's extraordinary. Did you see it? Did you see that? The live all in the family? Mm-hmm. I didn't, I, I, no, I didn't see it. Oh, God. It was really fun to watch. Yeah. I feel like that's something that uh, you might want to do one one of these days. Ooh. Well, that would scare <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah. Stepping into the shoes of someone who's, yeah. And then doing it live as well. No, the live thing doesn't, yeah. but it's just stepping into the shoes of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. But anyway, my hat's off to him, for sure. <laughs> uh, and B. Arthur, uh, you know, again, Maude, such, a, such an amazing character. And again, that's a show that changed the culture. And there are some things, uh, you know, of course, everyone always mentions the abortion episode. 
uh, as, as something that you just couldn't even do today in you know 2019 on broadcast television. Mm-hmm. But that's a show that also sort of you know pushed the culture forward. Um, uh, what's your recollection of B. Arthur? And and you know, as, is uh, you know, did you ever get a chance to spend any time with her? No, I never no. met her. Unfortunately, yeah. I, uh, uh, but I mean, she was a force for feminism. You know, back when feminism was, I guess, less of a dirty word than it is today right. for some bizarre reason. You know, which yeah. is exceptionally irritating. That's the interesting thing about watching some of these shows from the '70s is that there's some things that they're 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 able to have a more honest conversation, and and it seems like there's more sort of discussion about certain things uh, uh, that maybe you still don't really find now. Well, I think we uh, maybe on broadcasts, but certainly yeah. I think, for instance, on Veep, we've been able to do it, mm. um, done it sort of in an ass backwards kind of way, but we've done it, yeah. you know, yeah. and uh, tackled with issues of feminism just by s- simple, by, by virtue of the fact that Selena Meyer herself is a, is a misogynist. And that's an interesting way to come at um, issues of um, uh, gender inequality. Yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. and what do you what do you think, Tony? I mean, uh, uh, did you watch a lot of these '70s shows beyond uh, you know Carol Burnett? Uh, what were some of the other uh, series that you enjoyed growing up? Mm. The Muppet Show was one of my faves. <laughs> yeah, I loved the Muppet Show. Yeah, it was fantastic. Be- Beaker was my favorite character. Oh, Actually, really? Because he would Ms. just, Piggy. he would, yeah, I liked Miss Picky too. He would just make noises, and I don't know, it just made me really laugh. I can, why, why can I? I can totally see you playing Beaker. And I think Gary had a little bit of Beaker behind, behind. Oh my God! Selena all the time would just because you kind of look like Beaker. Okay, well that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but you know, I. I he, but he, but actually, <laughs> Gary was called a bitchy mime. That's right. By myself, I think. By yourself, and um, I think, and um, I think, uh, and Gary. Uh, yeah, so he 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 can only use his nonverbal, much like Beaker. Yeah, yeah, and Beaker's always like behind Doctor Bunsen, Honeydew, yeah. sort of like as his. Yeah. Oh, look at you with your Muppet info. <laughs> I know, my god. This gosh. is incredible. <laughs> Muppets was huge. It was huge. I would like for that to. It came back in movie form. I'd like it to come back yeah. in TV form. Pops up every once in a while. Um, and and Julia, what what uh, other shows sort of inspired you in your? March toward Northwestern, and well, I liked the show Flipper when I was little. That was about um, a <laughs> sweet. Oh, did you ever watch it? I remember it. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. The whole idea of a dolphin you could communicate with mm-hmm. and would be your friend and your pet. Can't beat that, can you? <laughs> um, Didn't we go see dolphins in when we were in Baltimore at that we aquarium? We did at one the time? aquarium. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I watched. I loved Flipper. I was there was a show uh, when I was really little called this. Well, anyway, it was called Dark Shadows. Oh, yeah. It was mm-hmm. about a vampire, and uh, it scared me so much. I used to have nightmares, so I wasn't allowed to watch it. But then I would sneak it. I would s- somehow. I remember hiding under an ironing board and watching it. Oh. So anyway, but this like isn't common. a psychiatrist appointment, right? <laughs> or it is. Let's get into it. It's a little bit. Uh, <laughs> no, it, Dark Shadows. That was. Uh, it was sort of like the first vampire soap opera. Yes, you know, Barnabas predated. Collins. Right. Look at that. I just L- pulled that right out that's, of my ass. That's like IMDb somewhere in your head. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that became like the the one of the early cult favorite uh, vampire soap operas. Yeah. And and they tried to revive it. I think a couple 
couple times. Hey, you know what show that we watched? This is a couple years ago, but we got all the DVDs for it, and I watched it with my boys and my husband, was Combat. Oh. Now that, I didn't watch when I was young because that was not my area. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, that is an exceptional show, and you amazing um, – uh, like John Houston directed episodes and incredible actors, and it's all about World War II, and it's spectacular. Anyway, that's mm. my plug for combat. <laughs> I was not expecting that. Yeah, it's a very, <laughs> very excellent show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tony, any others that uh, no, inspired I'm, you uh, as a uh, young lad? It's, it's sad, like, how much I can't remember. Remember, but like I mean, the Carol Burnett show is such a vivid memory to me of all those sketches. Yeah, and then um, did you watch things like? Well, you're younger than me, so you didn't watch that girl. I watched. Did um, you? No, I watched. Um, oh, Different Strokes. Oh, I remember okay. seeing that. <laughs> That's our age difference. Um, uh, and then what was the other one? Um, Facts of Life, like that, that one. Whole... And, um, uh, Anyways, I'm blanking. Silver spoons. Silver spoons. I yeah. Love silver oh, spoons. so. But the um, like, I don't know. There was just I just always gravitated to the Carol Burnett show, and I would just watch every sketch. And I don't know. I just loved it. I loved her question and answer and all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, she was so appealing. Is so appealing. And I met her. Yes. Um. Uh. I did her show where she taught has kids kind of give advice on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And uh, that was a really full circle moment for me. But you kind of don't want to fan, you know, freak out. But I was just like, hi, Carol. And I just, I think I just. But she's a lovely human being. She's so nice. And I did also get to meet Tim Conway. uh, (gasps) Lucky you. Yeah, like about seven years ago. And uh, I don't know. You just want to just stare at them the whole time, and I think I did. I just watched him. I'm did sure that made everybody very comfortable. There is that. <laughs> there's that moment when I don't know if you remember when they're all in a couch, and he um, does some. This is another blooper, but he did some kind of noise, and then cussed, and they all, all four of them. This was during Mama's family. All four of them <laughs> fell on the floor. Because he did some, like, he said something like, um, I don't know what the fuck that was, or something like that, but they beeped it. And they all just hit the floor. Laughing so hard. Yes, and it was just that, like, oh, it was such a unified front. Yes. They all just went. Yeah, I think that when that kind of, I I think that what you're speaking to, actually, is is called ensemble work. You know, I mean, actually, I do. Because when you're having that kind of fun, and so fun that you're trying to contain it and you, you, you're, you're enjoying the work as much as you are so that it kind of bubbles out over you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can do that with your friends. How can you beat that? You can't mm-hmm. beat it. Yeah. You know there's what I also mean? A, and to that point, there's a synergy. Yes. Where it's like you, <laughs> you know like something you might think be thinking or saying is funny and then the other person can feel the same energy. Yes, totally. And you know where it's going. Like there was this one moment where we were at uh, – Catherine's birthday party and this kid said something that was a little awkward and I knew Julia was going to break so I just broke before you even it was actually directed to you yes. and, and you should have been breaking before it but I broke because I knew you were about to break you know, I and know. Then we just fell apart well we've been lucky that way because we sort of um, know what each other is thinking and 
I'm about miss it. to do. It's yeah, we miss crying. it. It's, it don't cry. <laughs> it's like don't you jumped cry. on a grenade for her. It's it's uh, you're all in this this combat together. And, yeah. 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 Well, the other great thing about Veep Two is you kept adding more people. It's like this is already such an amazing ensemble. Yeah, more and to then this, like this stew. And this final season, like suddenly Andy Daly is there. It's yeah. like well, you guys God, already have an embarrassment of riches. So like, yes. and you're adding more to yeah. the mix. So yeah. by the end, you had like this incredible ensemble. I so. think so too. We were very, very fortunate. Mm-hmm. So I also asked you to pick your favorite episode, and, and actually, Julie, you picked the finale. I did. So yeah, as as your favorite of of the series, I assume. Yeah. Just, by the way, that's an impossible it is question. A, yeah. So I just want to go on so the well record done. saying uh, I object to that. <laughs> they're all they're all your babies. Speaking yeah. of that, made me think. I was talking yesterday. I'll let you continue in a second. I apologize, no, Julia. By by all means, but go that ahead. made me think of that one episode. I remember this just wasn't my favorite. I liked it a lot, but it wasn't my favorite. But that when we shot it all in one day, and it was in a jury, it was in a court, and we um, we shot forty two pages in the day, and we couldn't see. I don't remember. I don't remember. It was the court case. It was the trial. Anyways, but we couldn't see the set. He held us back, and then we all walked in and experienced it together and everything was shot in a day like stuff like that like it was so different and he shook it up that way mm-hmm. I don't know, i'm just putting that out there <laughs> and then tony you picked uh an earlier episode running i picked running oh running yeah that yeah. was my um there was so much joy in that episode because uh that was the time where selena walks through a, a glass door And there's a moment where her face is all cut up and she looks at me for a mirror. And obviously I probably had three or four mirrors, but I told her I didn't have one because I was so, you know, worried about what she would think. And then I give her too much St. John's wort and she gets all doped up. And then she kind of loves me. And that's Gary's Nirvana. And then Gary's so messed up that he thinks that would think that would be for live forever. Yeah, it would hold over. And obviously, it you know, she went off the St. John's wort. And then I thought during that time I was like, "Oh yeah, you're gonna come to my birthday party with me." And then when all the when all the drugs wore off, she was like, "I'm not gonna go to your birthday party." With Wasn't you. it the parents' anniversary? Oh, it was the parents' anniversary right in yeah. Alabama. Yeah. And um, I don't know. It was just, there were so many different fun yeah. levels during that episode. Totally. Yeah. And everyone had some some great lines. Uh, by the way, the shock of just seeing Selena walk through the glass door when you're not expecting it yes. kind of hits you, and it sh- sort of shocks you as a viewer. And then my favorite is uh, uh, Matt Walsh's Mike McClintock with the most unhelpful comment ever. The I walked through a glass door once. Uh, it was probably because I was drunk. Yeah. Just like <laughs> I know, just full of information. Unhelpful. Like- uh, but but when uh, you guys are sitting and tossing around like slogans and uh, mm-hmm. uh, again Mike's like ovaries in the Oval Office and and Tony uh, Gary's like the West Womb. <laughs> oh, it's just, so bad. And then of course Selena's just looking back at us like idiots the whole time. <laughs> yeah. So so much. But uh, it was really fun. That, I just those those and I remember it was we were doing that run it was didn't you have to do the race right after that right after you did the walk through the window yeah you were so cut up covered the race. in, in the and it was freezing that day freezing. i remember but you know, we shot that in baltimore and just i uh, just so many good memories about that yeah and i think yeah. hugh laurie joined us joined us soon after that or yeah he like wasn't that. there for that episode mm-hmm. yeah but but yeah just kept getting better i mean the fun part is going back and now rewatching these old episodes yeah. and mm. i have a very extended gag reel of her and i in the car when her face is cut up um, oh, yeah. And then I'm. <laughs> You're describing the anniversary and party and where your an- parents live. Yes, and I'm. Sa- and then it's, it comes out that they live in a trailer, and and Selena goes, "Well, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to that." 
And I, there's a point, you just, it cuts back to me and I just can't keep my shit together. No, you can't. Oh, and it's just, that just makes me, gives me so much joy. <laughs> the other great thing is like, as the kids get older and my kids still aren't old enough to watch Veep yet, but one day they will be. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to watching it with them too. But I honestly don't know how old they should be. So. Oh, my, Lloyd's not going to see it until she's in her 40s. Probably. Oh, Stop. <laughs> I think what well, I don't know. You can I'm, I can't tell you how depends. to parent. If that's what you're asking me. <laughs> that's absolutely what I was looking for. Well, um, congratulations on, on both of you for such an amazing run and such an amazing finale. Thank um, you. Uh, so it's it's something uh, that we'll all be continuing to watch for a long time. Oh, good. I hope so. That's yeah. the. That's the idea. Yeah. Thanks for bringing us together. It's always nice. To yeah, absolutely. We're happy to do this podcast. And Very if you want happy. us to do others together, we'll do <laughs> exactly. them because well, we don't want to separate. That's true. I'm looking forward to your new podcast, Julia. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to figuring it out. That'll be fun on the day. It's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. <laughs> well, actually. thank you both for joining me thank and, and stopping by us. the Variety Offices. It's really fun. You bet. That's it for this edition of My Favorite Episode. Join us again next time as we once again explore another guest pick. And be sure to subscribe to My Favorite Episode on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or anywhere you download podcasts. Also, head on over to Variety.com for your daily fix of TV news, analysis, and reviews. I'm Michael Schneider, and we'll see you again next time.